Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dot Mill Docs, the Military Health System's official podcast. I'm Elizabeth Lockwood, and it's Thursday, January 21st, 2010. The Military Health System is recognizing Healthy Lifestyle Month. Maintaining a healthy lifestyle means staying fit throughout the year. Learn more at health.mil slash healthy lifestyle. This week's episode is all about healthy lifestyles. Our guest is Chuck Watkins, Chief of Communications Research and Requirements at TRICARE Management Activity Office of Communications and Customer Service. Mr. Watkins oversees DOD's That Guy campaign, which aims to increase awareness of the problems associated with binge drinking. Mr. Watkins, welcome to Dot Mill Docs. Thank you, Elizabeth. Appreciate it. Uh, can you start with just providing us some background information on the program you work with and why it was introduced and when? Okay. Um this uh, campaign's uh, purpose is to reduce uh, the incidence of um, binge drinking in the military, and um, especially in the target. Our target audience is the active duty junior enlisted, and the reason for that is that they have a higher instance of uh, binge drinking than either uh, their older counterparts within the military or their peers in the civilian world. So. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, okay, it focuses mainly on men then, and especially junior enlisted? Well, it, the term of the campaign is that guy, but we um, realize that um, many uh, young women uh, drink as much or, you know, they, they can get into trouble with their drinking also. So we mean, we mean that guy in kind of a generic sense to apply to both uh, men and women. Sure. Um, when was the campaign begun? Uh, it started in uh, the year 2006, and it was really uh, precipitated by uh, TMA's, uh, the Tracker Management Activities Health-Related Behavior Survey, in which um, that's a survey that's been going on for about 30 years, and there was a worrisome upward trend that was occurring in the military that uh, was worse than it was on the civilian community. Uh, drinking, binge drinking in the civilian community was either flatlining or uh, actually going down, and we were seeing uh, the opposite. So our senior leadership uh, in the military health system uh, chartered us. They provided funding and asked us to use a slick kind of Madison Avenue marketing approach um, in the belief that that would appeal to the target audience. So we uh, let contracts and um, uh, did some research, and uh, that's how we came up with the concept. Okay. Um, and I believe there was just recently another DOD health-related behavior survey. Was there enough time? Did enough time pass that you can really see a trend difference in that survey? Yeah, actually, there is. I, I can go into the detail on that. Uh, um, I think maybe we might want to talk about... Um, Let's, can we talk about the uh, research that we did that formulated the campaign first, and then we'll kind of end with the uh, health-related behavior survey, if that's okay. Absolutely. Leave we, us off. Uh, well, we we did um, not want to use we, – we're under the impression that the typical health promotions campaign where you emphasize – uh, that this is bad for you and you emphasize the health effects, uh, that clearly wasn't working. And so uh, we started with a kind of clean sheet paper. We uh, recruited focus groups at uh, Fort Bragg, Lejeune, Nellis, and San Diego, a total of eight different focus groups. And we met with the target audience. We recruited people that said they liked to party and uh, got together with them for about 90 minutes and interviewed them about their perceptions. 
the uh, findings of the focus group was that this target audience overestimates the uh, usage of alcohol in the military, and, but they do perceive that uh, the culture of the military endorses um, heavy drinking. Uh, they're not concerned about ha- long-term effects of uh, alcohol. They're not concerned about uh, career impacts or, you know, the health facts are not meaningful. Mm-hmm. It's as if they're uh, immortal, and you've probably heard that. You've probably heard that about um, young people. Um, we did not feel that top-down delivery was likely to be effective, and when you talk about an abstinence campaign, uh, that's absolutely laughable. So that's not a, uh, an approach that we wanted to use. But we did find that they uh, believed the social consequences were um, likely to resonate. And what we mean by that is um, they uh, don't want to lose control. They don't want to be embarrassed among their peers. And then one of the kind of duh uh, results was we found that humor uh, tracks and reg- resonates lo- uh, very strongly in this uh, audience. Sure. So th- that was uh, the, kind of the basis of the campaign, and then we have done uh, three more waves of research as we developed uh, the campaign. I really, uh, I'm really pleased with the uh, that guy um, motto. I guess you'd call it "Don't be that guy." We've we've all seen that guy. That guy starts the night as a normal guy, uh, then he has one too many, starts to get grabby, spilling drinks, slurring words. He becomes at the mercy of those around him, and it's it's not hard to become that guy. You could become that guy, and what the campaign is trying to do is say, don't be that guy. Right, right. Okay, so the campaign kind of uses humor and um, a really slick-looking website to target um junior enlisted warriors who kind of think that everyone around them is maybe drinking more than they actually are? That's right. Okay. The um, the website launched in December of 2006, and we uh, went into the field to four locations, again, Pensacola, Fort Bragg, Pope Air Force Base, and Camp Lejeune, and uh, did kind of a, a marketing blitz. We rented uh, billboard space. Uh, we did uh, branded promotional materials, so we were putting, like, bar coasters in bars in the community. Uh, we were running uh, a 30-second pub- uh, video public service announcement at the installation movie theaters. Uh, we partnered with radio stations in the market to uh, air uh, radio spots and um, to record remote events, uh, web banners on advertising spaces. Um then we followed up by doing focus groups at those pilot installations after the campaign had deployed to find out what worked and what didn't work. So what did those those focus groups find? Uh, well, as you can imagine, the humor was very much like um, we had uh, some things that didn't work. You know, we had a temporary tattoo that they thought was a little too juvenile. But um, we got a lot of ideas for additional materials. Um and then the other thing is uh, we needed to make this campaign turnkey for the installation to adopt it. Everybody's pretty heavily uh, engaged and has a full-time job already. So this this is a, just another tool. It's not a program. It's a campaign. Mm-hmm. And we tried to make it turnkey. So uh, as a result of those interviews, uh, we developed a, a toolkit. There's an on- online resource center at uh, thatguy.com backslash resources where you can order uh, the free materials. They're all centrally funded. And um, we just um, 
realized that although we we don't want to have people going to a mandatory formation in order to hear about the campaign, we do need installation commanders and public affairs officers and MWR to support the campaign in order to get the messaging in front of um, the target audience. Okay. And you said the website was www.thatguy.com? That's right. And okay. uh, it is... Uh, it's won uh, quite a few awards, including the Webby, uh, which is the big one in 2007. But That's uh, it's won, won lots. The whole campaign has uh, been very well received. Uh, commanders love it. The uh, target audience loves it. It's just a lot of fun. We've got playing cards. We kind of took uh, the lead from the invasion of Iraq, uh, the original one, you know, where they um, – had uh, playing cards with the top uh, leadership of Saddam Hussein. So there's, uh, you know, various reasons, n- uh, numbered reasons to not be that guy. And it's just all uh, edgy humor. Right. We've had several uh, general officers tell us, uh, push the envelope of good taste. Uh, the, the target audience is into, you know, what maybe some of us would consider juvenile humor. Uh, puking uh, is a big deal. And, um uh, urinating on yourself. Um, some of it's, um, you know, pretty edgy stuff for considering that this is being done by DOD. But it does grab their attention and gets the messaging across that you don't want to be out of control. Right. And if it resonates with the target audience, that's really the end goal. Right. Exactly. So if you were on a military installation other than those four that you'd mentioned, what types of resources would you be able to access? Is the website one of the main ones? Right. It is. But uh, there's cartoons that are available for uh, downloading, we we um, don't want an article in the base newspaper on the campaign. We'd rather have a cartoon in there. We have 24 cartoons. There's a, a booklet of um, jokes on reasons not to be that guy. Um, and uh, there's bar, lots of uh, bar coasters and right. all kinds of paraphernalia that you can circulate. There's okay. posters mm-hmm. to get around base on, on your installation. Okay, that kind of stuff sounds like it fits in a lot more with the theme of the campaign than just another article in the newspaper. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break for the Dotmill Docs Health Beat, news and information from the military health system. When we come back, we'll talk to Mr. Watkins about the impact this program has had on the lives of service members. Dotmill Docs Health Beat. The U.S. Naval Ship Comfort deployed from Baltimore, Maryland on January 16th to provide medical support following the devastating earthquake that leveled the Haitian capital port au prince on January 12th. Medical staff on board is mostly from National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland and Portsmouth Naval Hospital in Portsmouth, Virginia. Other personnel flew in from Naval Medical Center San Diego in support of the humanitarian assistance and disaster relief efforts in Haiti. Deployed personnel include logistics specialists, doctors, nurses, hospital corpsmen, and other support staff. The Chief of Navy Medicine, Navy Vice Admiral Adam M. Robinson, Jr., told the crew to prepare for a long... Due to advances in modern medicine, many wounded service members are returning to the fight or transitioning their experience to civilian employment. Naval Sea Systems Command wants them on... Vice Admiral Kevin McCoy, Naval Sea Systems Commander, and Army Brigadier General Gary Cheek, Commander of the Army's Warrior Transition Command, signed an agreement January 13th at Walter Reed Army Medical Center to increase opportunities for meaningful internships and employment with the Navy's largest system command. Some new recruits at Fort Benning, Georgia are being greeted by a big surprise. 
Their drill sergeant, Staff Sergeant Louis Elias, lost a hand in a training accident last summer. He has since been outfitted with an eye limb, a robotic prosthetic hand which can perform many of the same functions as his natural hand. Thanks to the eye limb, Elias can tie his shoelaces, play table tennis, and shake someone's hand. This type of prosthetic development keeps the military health system on the cutting edge of health care and treatment. All these stories and more are available at health.mil. Log on and stay up to date. This has been your .mil Docs Health Beat for the Military Health System. I'm Russell Carls. Welcome back to .mil Docs. Today, Chuck Watkins of TRICARE's Office of Communications and Customer Service is talking with us about the That Guy campaign. So can you share with us some of the impact then that um, the campaign has had on service members? Okay, great. Uh I'm going to talk about three forms of research. There's awareness. In, in other words, people have to be aware of your marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to change their attitude, and we're trying to change their behavior. Uh, we've been fortunate in having support of the Defense Manpower Data Center. They do very large surveys of uh, their status of forces surveys, and we were able to insert some questions back in August of 2006. And at the time, we saw that awareness of the That Guy campaign was, uh, you know, this was just phantom awareness. 3% said they had heard of it and recognized it as an anti-alcohol campaign. In uh, 2007, that went up to 14%. In 2008, up to 29%. Results for uh, 2009 are still pending, but back in August of 2008, as I said, nearly a third were aware of it. It was uh, Awareness was highest in the Marine Corps with 38%, followed by the Air Force with 34%, and the Navy and Army were tied at 24%. Uh, that same survey, which was a, we had over about 2,000 respondents each year, uh, we asked uh, whether they appoint a designated driver when they drink. And the good news is the trends are headed in the right direction. That's gone from 56% to 60 to 63% in 2008. And then we're uh, interested in whether um, they think it's important that I keep my drinking under control and act responsibly. And over the years, that's uh, in, headed in the right direction, 53% up to 57%. Are uh, those the three phases, awareness, designated drivers, and um, importance of maintaining control? That's right. Okay. Uh, absolutely. And all, the, all of those, it sounds like, are going up with each year. In the right direction. Perfect. Kind of the gold standard for um, behavior in other words, uh, the number of people that are actually Ben's drinking is the health-related behavior survey that's done by uh, our survey division here at uh, TRICARE Management Activity. And um, that's been ongoing for over 30 years. Um, the results in uh, 2008 compared to 2005 uh, in our target audience showed a 5% drop in Ben's drinking from 51% in 2005 to 46% in 2008, and that's across the services. If you focus in on the younger subset of that, uh, the 17 to 20-year-olds, it had gone a 6% drop from 45 to 39%. The uh, people uh, keeping at, keep asking us, is the campaign working? And uh, in 2008, we were able to do kind of an experiment within that uh, health-related behavior survey. We compared the installations that had been actively engaged in deploying the campaign uh, versus the one that, ones that had not. And um, so we had um, 38% uh, binge drinking among all treated installations, the ones that had deployed the campaign versus 49%. And the, and the installations that it's, had been inactive. So that was an 11% reduction. 
That's quite large, yeah. So it was a reduction of 10% in the Army, 10% in the Air Force, 4% in the Navy. Now, ironically, the Marine Corps, although we had the greatest awareness, we uh, didn't have uh, control installations for the Marine Corps that had not deployed the campaign. We had uh, deployed it at both Camp Pendleton and Lejeune, which are the large, uh, the super large uh, Marine Corps bases. So I, I, I don't have a... Um, stats for that for the Marine Corps, but we think things are just getting better, um, and we're looking forward to the next iteration of um, both the Defense Manpower Data Center Survey and the Health-Related Behavior Survey. Okay, so to kind of wrap up some, do you have um, anything coming up in the future, another campaign launch, or something I think the uh, most exciting thing is uh, we've partnered uh, with uh, Comics on Duty. Uh, that's a uh, That's been going on for quite a while, but along with AT&T, Navy Entertainment, and the Army MWR. Um, they're visiting 99 installations across the country, above CONUS and um, I think it's Hawaii and Alaska. Um, they kicked off this past Sunday at Key West Naval Air Station, and they're at uh, NSA Athens tomorrow night. But uh, this is a group of uh, four comedians. Uh, they're incorporating that guy jokes and messaging within uh, their um, – their spiel, so That's great. It, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them when they get to Washington. Definitely. But we're uh, we're providing the promotional campaign material. So this will run, uh, for, as I said, from last Sunday through October of this year, and um, there's a schedule on, um, com, uh, let's see, it's called um, Comedian, let's see, ComicsOnDuty.com, there's a schedule. Okay. Well, that's really exciting. It sounds like you're starting to be able to get your messaging really synchronized with the the this talk that goes on around bases. I think so. We're trying to create buzz, and the one of the most rewarding things is sometimes you'll uh, we'll hear anecdotal uh, reports of people uh, that were traveling together, and they were um, maybe one of them was going out, and they were they would say, "Well, don't be that guy tonight." You know, <laughs> it's kind of becoming part of the uh, the uh, discussion. That's great. Well, Mr. Watkins, we want to thank you so much for stopping by Dot Mill Docs today. Hey, I appreciate the interview. Thank you. That does it for us this week on Dot Mill Docs. Join us next week when Dot Mill Docs returns with a visit from Ross Calhoun, Firearms Training, Outdoor Field, and Stream Program Manager at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. Mr. Calhoun oversees the Firearm Training Simulator at Walter Reed and also organizes trips for wounded warriors recovering from injuries varying from amputations to traumatic brain injuries. Until then, see you on Health.mil. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. .mil Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at .mildocs at tma.osd.mil. That's D-O-T-M-I-L-D-O-C-S at tma.osd.mil. Visit health.mil for more episodes.